this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Amen. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, fans. Eddie, showing off. I mean, just honouring, just key, keyboarding and song leading. I think that's the first time I've seen it. You guys can have a seat. Welcome. First day of the new year. It's a Sunday. Great way to start the year. First time in seven years. If you missed out, try again in 2029. If you're watching online, welcome. Uh, well done, kids. I won't talk for too long, it's all good. Uh, well done for behaving and, and for the adults, also behaving. Well done. That's always a good shout out. Today we're kicking off a new series. We're going to be talking about um, the fruits of the Spirit, the summer of fruits and um, summer, summer fruit. Yeah, there we go, I got there. This is going to be our series, so this is, our, this is the first one. There are going to be about four or five messages covering the same theme as we come into the new year and it's often about, oh, what do I want to do new or what do I want to change? I think it's a great way to really consider um, what it means to be a fruitful Christian, to be a positive effect on the world around us and, and what that is. So we're going to um, crack right into it. We'll, um, we'll go to John 15, 1 to 5, which is... Also on that little title screen. Didn't plan that. That's okay. Uh, So it says here, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me or separate from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing unless you're connected to God. So what does this mean? What are we we unpacking here? There's a lot of analogies going on. I'm a fruit, I'm a vine, Um, God's a gardener. So we'll unpack that as a, real, as a great basis and understand, you know, what it is to be fruitful. And so I think I'll start with a, an example of when I was not fruitful and we'll, and we'll really cover what it, what it is to not be fruitful and then cover what it is to be fruitful and then really how to be fruitful. Like, great, that's what being fruitful is, but how do I achieve that? So to, to really kick things off as a personal example of what not to do in terms of being fruitful... Um, I, at a certain point in my life, I was 19, I was in the second year in the army and I decided that I was tired of being the smallest guy on the football field and I was tired of withering under the weight of like the packs and equipment that they would give me because I was I think about 75 kilos and for reference I'm about 20 kilos more than that now. So I was pretty narrow, pretty thin and I thought, right, I've never been to the gym but I've heard that that's how you can get strong so I'm going to go do that. And I had no idea what to do. I didn't really think that it was something that you needed to look into. It's just like you just go to the gym. And I remember going to the gym and uh, seeing there was like the weights rooms with all the guys in singlets and thought, that's a bit too much for me. I don't know what that's about. Um, That's a bit, yeah. So I just went, okay, there was like an empty room with all these like 
wire machine things. They've all got, you know, different machines to do different things. And I just thought, great. Like, it's all laid out for me. They were kind of in like a big circle around this old squash courtroom. And so I just was like, all right, cool. I sat down on the first one. Has this work? Okay, this machine does this. And so I just did that until it hurt. And I was like, all right. I'll go to the next machine. And then I did the next machine. The next machine is kind of a twisting thing. And I was like, all right, I'll just do that one. Like kind of found the right weight and did that one until it hurt. And then the next one was like a leg thing. And so I just went around the room and just did like all of the machines. And then I was like, all right, great, workout done, I guess. And, uh, and just, you know, went, went back to my room. And um, the next day I woke up and I didn't know that this was something that happens when you work out or go to the gym or like whatever. But my entire body was so sore that I actually thought something was wrong. Like I woke up to get out of bed and I was like, oh, it hurts. Everything hurts. My whole body hurts. And so I know now that's called delayed muscle soreness, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. And I actually called a friend who was in the same building, but I'm like, I can't walk up to his room. I'm like, what is going on? My whole body is sore. Like, and so he kind of came down and like shoveled me out of bed, but like also explained like, you don't do every single exercise every single time you go to the gym. Like, you need to pick, okay, today I'm going to jog and today I'm going to do this. And I'm like, right. So I worked really hard and I was in the gym for, I don't know, half an hour or whatever normally. Um, but I was not fruitful in that. It didn't achieve anything. And so I would challenge and think about if you can think of someone maybe at work or someone in life or someone that you know who seemingly works a lot and does and does a lot, but there's not much fruit to it, you know? It's, it's kind of this paradox of where, like, you feel like you're getting all this stuff done, but nothing, there's no outcome to it. You're just, you're just treading water, you know? You're like a, someone who's drowning and just splashing, and there's a lot going on, but they're not going anywhere. And that's what isn't being fruitful. Being fruitful is not just working hard for the sake of working hard. And also, it's really important to know that it isn't just worldly success because they, you can conflate those two things quite easily. You can look at someone who's got the promotion, got you know, the successful business, or they've got um, lots of cars, or even in a personal life, they've got everything that you would want and think that's what a fruitful life is. But that's just worldly success. Fruitfulness is much more than that. Fruitfulness is remembering that we're connected to God and aligned with God's character. The worldly success that we see sometimes, and it's easy to conflate and go, well, that's what being fruitful is. That is just the outward product of whatever it is that they're achieving. And some people are really successful at that, and that's great. But that's just the outward display of it. There's no inward... It could be easy to grow an apple and not realise that it's rotten to its core. Like, it looks fine on the outside... That's great. You bite into it and it's full of worms and it's rotten and it's gross. Um, the, Jesus actually pointed this out to the Pharisees because he said the Pharisees, they look on the outside like they're model Jews at the time, or let's, let's say Christians for our effect. They look like the model religious uh, you know, standard of the day, but he called them whitewashed tombs because the tombs that were painted white but rotten on the inside. And so their motivation wasn't there and they weren't fruitful. They were just, it was a veneer, just a facade of being successful, but there was no fruit to it. There was no meat in it. It was, a, it was like the skin of an apple that you can't bite into. There's no actual fruit in it. It's not worth anything unless what? It's actually aligned with Jesus. It isn't 
um, making sure that you're just achieving things for the sake of it. We're not called all to be just Christian project managers and just get things done, get things done. That's, that's not what it is. And in the inverse of that is, great, so I'm just going to meditate and contemplate Jesus for the rest of my life and lock myself in my room and do nothing. And that is no. Also not that, okay? We're not all called to be Christian hippies doing absolutely nothing and just thinking about God but not achieving anything. You know, fruit ultimately is something that you grow and produce. It's produce. Something comes to fruition. Fruit, it's the same, same um, root word that you're actually producing something. But producing it through the right way and in the right manner. And so a fruit tree isn't just going to grow its roots endlessly but and just remain a little stem. Yeah? It's a balance. It, you need to grow your roots inward but then also produce outwards. Okay, a good fruit tree is going to have both of those things in equal measure. So what is it? It's not just the outward, it's not just the inward, but it's both of these things. Being fruitful is the, is the outward manifestation of your inward character. It's the, it's the aligning of Christ in your life and producing something. It is producing growth. Um, I think it's really important to also when you think about what it is to be fruitful, is not to just to think that, you know, divide it up by calendar year or month or whatever, that I have to, right, I need to get something done every single year and something new needs to be there because the reality is we're not all going to be promoting and, you know, doing something new or um, building something new every single year. Being fruitful is just sometimes long growth. Like growing that fruit is what is fruitful and it takes time. So understanding that and being patient with it. If we pull up um, Galatians 5, 22, 23, the classic. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things there's no law. The fruit of the Spirit. These is what we should be aligning our inward character to. But also note that it takes an outward display of that sometimes. So making sure that we're really aligning with Christ to make sure that we live a loving, joyful, peaceful life with kindness. And that requires interaction with the outside world as well. It's not, a, um, it's not well, I'm, I'm very kind. It's like, to who? If you don't interact with anyone, nothing. I'm very loving, yeah? With who? With, with what? Joy, joyful by myself in my room? I don't go out, I don't... You have to actually display those things. There has to be an external you know, uh, manifestation of what those things are. It's all very well to say I'm the most generous person if you'd never actually do anything with it. Like, I, I would be, but um, I'm not, I'd, I'd have nothing to give to. It's like, okay, great. Um, you're not really being fruitful in that, are you? And so, ultimately, I would, I would ask you, are you a fruitful Christian? When do you hear the word fruitful Christian, what comes to mind? Or who comes to mind? Is it someone that you know in this church? Or is it someone that you, know, you listen to, like a, some um, famous preacher? Or is it just someone locally that you know and they're just seemingly so fruitful in what they do and everything that they seem to be involved in is just blessed? It's full of joy. It's full of peace and love. Who is someone that you could really think, that is a fruitful Christian? Because a fruitful Christian ultimately is a productive Christian. So 
how to be fruitful, what it is, is the inward and the outward coming together, making sure that we're aligning ourselves with Christ and producing something. So how do we go about that? Um, in 2 Peter uh, 1, 1 to 5 to 8, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, goodliness, uh, godliness, sorry, and to godliness, mutual, yeah, I got there, that's all right, I can read too, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love, and if you possess these qualities in increasing nature, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, do these things and you will be effective and you will be productive, the double negative there. So, it's all about making sure that your inward character is full of the virtues in, in Christ and so that you can replicate that in the outward world. If you possess these qualities, it's not about, okay, to be a fruitful Christian, um, you know, get three people saved a year, um, donate this much every uh, week. It's, it doesn't mention any of that. It's all about your inward virtues and making sure that they are aligned with Christ, making sure that you are connected uh, making sure that you're always demonstrating that through your, um, through your actions coming out of your character. So the first one there, I think, to understand how to be fruitful is to really understand what kind of fruit that you are and what tree, if we're using this, the, the tree fruit analogy, what kind of fruit are you trying to produce? Because uh, not everyone is called to be every fruit all at once. Everyone is different. Everyone has different skills. Everyone has a different calling. So if I was to devote all my qualities and effort to be a builder, I can guarantee it would not be fruitful because I am terrible at handyman building stuff, um, much to my in-laws' um, disgust, who are all construction-based. And um, unfortunately, it's just not my skill set. Terrible at it. Um, yeah. Oh, I even talk to my wife. Just sometimes it's just embarrassing, the, the attempts I make. Anyway. Um, so I know that, and so I'm not going to devote my whole life and effort and all my character to trying to be the best builder I can be, because it's just not my skill set. So what is your calling? It's not necessarily just saying yes to everything. It's not always just blocking yourself off. Um, there was a cool story I read recently, uh, and it was about a guy called Dave Grohl. Uh, if you know who that is, he uh, was the drummer in the band called Nirvana back in the 90s, um, after... Kurt Cobain died. Nirvana was a very successful band. Kurt Cobain died. And so this drummer, Dave Grohl, was like, uh, what do I do? Uh, this band's kind of done. I'm a musician. I'm a drummer. I'm not really sure what to do. And so he was just basically doing nothing for like six months. And then he was approached by a guy called Tom Petty to see if he wanted to drum uh, at a show for him. I think it was like Saturday Night Live or like a, a gig. And he went, oh, yeah, cool. Like, that's a, a very established band, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, a little bit before my time, but I have heard of some of their songs. Uh, I'm not going to try and sing them. Frosty can do it afterwards if you ask. Um, yeah. So Tom Petty, very successful band, and he played the gig, and it was, it was good. He went, yep, thanks, see ya. And then he got a call uh, a few days later basically saying, uh, we need a drummer full time. Like, do you want to join our band? We're a very established band. They're a bit older than him, but touring basically set up for success, you would think he's a musician, there's a very successful band that wants to play for him, and he said no. 
And the reason I, I read his book, he basically said it just didn't feel like it was my thing, even though it seemed like the stars were aligned. This was basically set for life. And he said, no, it's just not my vibe. I want to basically just do my own thing. So he just thought that week, he's like, all right, I'm going to start writing and doing my own stuff. And so he did. He started writing, recorded his own um, album and put it all together completely himself, every instrument, vocals, and then uh, and decided, okay, I've got to come up with a band name get some people together to actually perform this and that's where the band Foo Fighters came from and if you didn't know that band has sold 30 million albums and um, are still around like very very successful and yeah he could have easily just been the drummer for Tom Petty forever or uh, until that fizzled out I don't know Tom Petty's still around Um, but instead he went and started this amazing band that now has um, gone on to do way more things because he basically just found his calling now, he's not Christian, I don't think so, it's not in his book or anything, but you can see when non-Christians find their calling as well as Christians because you just, wow, that is like the most niche thing that they have just taken a mile with it. And that's a great example of that, of understanding you find your calling and your purpose and you will be fruitful. You'd be twi- He would be twice as fruitful if it was for Jesus and for God. Um, but... Even, even non-Christians understand the, the concept of finding your purpose and finding what, you're, what aligns with you. In fact, the word fruit, the word fruition, actually comes from the Latin word frui, which is, I don't know how to pronounce that, F-R-U-I, uh, which means to enjoy. So the, the word fruit was something that they enjoyed and then come to fruition is something that the origin of is about enjoyment. And so finding something that you enjoy and, and that, that, that core of what it is is really about finding your calling. And it, it may not be something that pays the bills. If you're lucky, then it also aligns with what you need to do for work or whatever, but it may not be. Um, and so finding your calling is really what it is, um, the first step of being fruitful. The second step of that, and you know, we, could, we could dive into it forever about what it is to, and how it is to, to find your calling to research and to understand, talk to people, but find your calling. Understand that if you're a, you know, an olive tree, you're not going to plant very well in a swamp. If you're an oak tree, it's not going to work in a pot. You need to understand the right environment for you. If you're a musician, if you're a hospitality, if you're a business person, if you're a builder, whatever your calling is, it's not going to work if you try and operate outside of where that environment is best served for you. And so be in the right spot here to talk to leaders and to pray and to read the Bible to understand and ultimately what you enjoy, what is your calling. And, um, and knowing that you're not going to be fruitful without that. You can, you're just going to be treading water, creating a lot of noise and, and ultimately not being fruitful as a Christian. So you know you're calling. The next part, and it's, it's mentioned in that scripture just earlier, which is about um, taking care of it. You know, it, it describes God as a gardener pruning and, and it doesn't scrub watering, but that is, that's part of it. You know, watering the plant, pruning it, taking control of it, like nourishing it. So understanding your calling, that's great. But if you really want to become a fruitful Christian, it's something that you're going to have to nourish, you're going to have to take care of, and you're going to have to actually work on it. It's, everyone knows if you plant a seed... And that's it. It's probably not going to grow. You have to, you're going to have to go back to it. And I've learned this with my own house now with gardening. It's a pain. I'm like, every single day? It's like, yes, every single day. You have to water it. Otherwise, it won't grow. Nothing will happen. And if it grows for a little bit and then you stop, you're like, oh, it's grown. Great. Then it will die. 
Like you need to go back to it and continue to nourish it every single day. And so what that means is it's going to mean uh, practice, it's going to mean work, it's going to mean continual prayer and continual seeking out of God to make sure that you're working on those qualities. Um, remember, if you possess those qualities, if you possess uh, the patience and the self-control and the love and the kindness, then it will manifest. But you need to actually keep working on those. You need to recognize, uh, I don't think I have all of those things. Uh, then you're going to need it. Um, you're going to need all of them. Uh, and if the ones that you don't maybe aren't as strong as others, I'm not as patient as I should be, I'm not as loving, I'm not as kind, whatever it is, to actually work on that, to go back and nourish it and to water it and understand that if I want to be fruitful as a Christian, if I want to ultimately be a, um, a productive Christian, that's something that I'm going to have to work on. And the last part of that and how to be fruitful is ultimately patience um, because it takes time. There is, um, I guarantee within your own lives, but also... Uh, in, in every example you can think of that it's going to not necessarily happen straight away. Um, the, the time in which you, know, you might discover your calling and seeing that come to fruition could, could ultimately be a lifetime. Um, hopefully not, for just for our human um, perspective. But God isn't really limited by what we think of just like, okay, calendar years, financial quarters, uh, months, um, projects. He doesn't really view any of that. You know, this, the journey of being spiritually productive is longer and it could take a whole lifetime. Uh, and so we need to be prepared that it's going to take a while for something to grow. Being productive doesn't necessarily mean being able to pick the fruit every single time we go to the tree, but it might mean that we're working on it and waiting and being patient and watering it every time until we see, you know, I was called to be this and it's going to take <clears throat> a while to get there. And it might not be the journey that I necessarily think. It might not be the linear one. Um, it might take time, you know, um, and it might mean that you're moving around and you have to work on it. But ultimately, being patient and seeing that growth is what is being a fruitful Christian. And so, really looking at that church, I think, as um, if we'll get Eddie, if you can come up and just play keyboards, what it is to be a fruitful Christian is ultimately the growth that you see in your Christian life. Are you a better Christian that you were 12 months ago? Are you a more fruitful Christian than what you were 12 months ago? Are you a kinder, more loving, more faithful Christian? Or are you just kind of the same? Are you just kind of stagnating and there's not much growth? You know, you're halfway to potentially what you really should be doing, but you've kind of stalled. You've kind of thought, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done or I'm pretty comfortable right now. I would challenge church to understand if you once you have your calling to work on it and to actually look at improving on what you've begun because ultimately we're going to have a very limited time here and let's not waste it on just achieving half-baked results. Let's see whatever it is you're called to do all the way through. You know, rely on each other. Let's pray and align our characters in being the most fruitful Christian that we can be and the most productive version of ourselves that we can possibly be. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to know you, you and your character. We thank you that Jesus was sent, Lord, and your grace is available to us, that we can see the most fruitful version of ourselves manifested in the world, Lord. We can let our light shine. We're not hiding it, Lord. And we're thankful for the opportunity to connect with you on a personal level. 
that we can understand our calling, Lord, and we can we can achieve whatever we, we are called to be, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this new year. We are looking forward to this amazing, fruitful and productive year and this series. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.